Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. ZPAC, greetings, it's your boy, Dr. Zubin Nemanja, AKA ZDogMD. I apologize for my voice. I'm getting through a cold that either Logan or my children gave me. I'm not sure there's a distinction between my children and Logan. Um, they're both adorable. Uh, anyways, today it's kind of a serious show, but I want to make sure we honor the memory of the three heroines in Yountville who lost their lives doing what we all do every day in healthcare, which is try to help other people. In particular, they had the hardest job off almost anybody, which is reintegrating our veterans who served our country. They come back and they're trying to fit back into society. And it's so hard when you've seen things that no human being should see. And it sounds like we don't know enough about the, the shooter in this case, but it sounds like he was a marksman in Afghanistan and had PTSD, was in this program, Pathway Home, and <clears throat> had a lot of issues and came in and did the unthinkable. And three amazing brave women lost their lives who I consider members of our tribe of healthcare. Okay, Christine Lober, uh, Jen Golick, and Jen Gonzalez, uh, Sheshar, her last name is a tough one, Sheshariba is her married name, uh, Jennifer Gonzalez. And these were young, vibrant, um, wonderful human beings to hear everybody speak of them. And I got um, uh, so many messages from people who knew them and said they were just wonderful humans. I'm gonna read one of them on the show, but I wanna back up a second and for people who don't know what's happening, Yauntville, California in the Napa Valley, one of the most beautiful places on earth. It's where I go. I think I did a live from there a couple years back or a year back when we were, our family was on vacation, um, tasting wine and going to wineries. It's this beautiful, idyllic, you know, French countryside-like location. And I have a lot of colleagues who work in the Napa Valley. It's, um, it's, a, it's a hotbed for healthcare as well and very close to San Francisco. In Yachtville, um, it's impossible to miss, is this huge veterans home that's been around for I think over 100 years. And on the campus of that veterans home was uh, an outside uh, uh, entity pathway home, which is a program that helps to integrate veterans back into the community when they come home, particularly those who are suffering with PTSD. And it can be very, very hard, and our veterans know that. Um, and people who work with veterans know that. People who work at the VA know that, right? We, in this country, have this habit. We violated the Pottery Barn rule, which is if you drop something and break it, you buy it, you own it, you fix it, right? We don't do that with our veterans. So what happens is they go off and fight the wars for us. It's a volunteer army. And they come back and <clears throat> having seen all the stuff that they see, mental illness, substance abuse, depression, suicide, all these things, reintegrating with their own families and loved ones is 
is often an ordeal and often ends in a fatality, the veteran. Uh, suicide is a, a huge problem with PTSD. So for all those reasons, we have underfunded the treatment, we've stigmatized mental illness in the military itself, we don't have enough research and funding into treating and managing PTSD. Then you have a program like Pathway Home that uh, actually got pretty locally and nationally famous, featured in a movie, featured in a book, that actually uses great techniques to reintegrate um, soldiers who are suffering with PTSD. These three women worked at that facility in Yontville at the Veterans Home when uh, Albert Wong came, crashed a party that was a going away party for one of the members of Pathway Home. And by the way, how many of us have thrown these parties for our fellow healthcare workers who uh, are moving to different jobs or are leaving or, or having a birthday or whatever? Imagine <clears throat> one of your ex-patients who was recently dismissed from the program by the director, um, uh, Christine Lober, and we don't know why, but presumably it was, you know, for an issue that would get you dismissed from such a program, so something serious, comes back with a rifle, um, dismisses a bunch of people, takes three uh, young women hostage, there's a standoff for eight hours where they don't reach him, and then when they finally enter the building, they find that, that you know, Albert Wong, uh, Christine, Jennifer and Jennifer are all dead. And you can't imagine, I mean, we can because we see it. This is not an isolated thing in healthcare. We are punched, hit, beaten, attacked, bruised, and we're told it's part of the job. Hence the hashtag silent no more, which is our movement about trying to raise awareness about healthcare providers being attacked. Now these three women by all accounts work tirelessly in a very difficult system to help veterans reintegrate. And this was a clear example of the danger they face because ironically, the people who are trying to help veterans the most can be the most in danger when something like this happens, when someone falls through the cracks or there's some problem. And we don't know the details of what happened um, with Albert Wong, but it, this is all around a tragedy and uh, indicative of a larger problem the danger that healthcare people face because we're not protected, we're not backed up. It's not, in many s states, it's not a, even a felony to attack a healthcare provider, maybe a misdemeanor or something like that. The culture allows a, you know, have it your way attitude. And so we're on the front lines dealing with all the failures of society every single day, the failure to take care of our veterans, the failure to manage the opioid epidemic, the failure to address the social determinants and upstream causes of illness and inequality and, 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 and suffering in this country. But then they look to us to fix it all in healthcare because we're a $3 trillion bloated, inefficient mess ourselves. So they're like, you can solve this. What happens? You have a patient dumped on the street in Baltimore, which we talked about. You have 75% of, of, of workplace violence occurs in healthcare. You have all these factors where, again, if you have the wrong sort of attitude and structure and, and, and uh, priority, yes, you're going to see tragedies happen. Now, in this case, I wanna read you um, a message that a Z-Packer sent me who, uh, when I posted about this story early in the day, and I, I think it's important that we understand who these um, victims were because they're us. They're all of us in healthcare. We're all one tribe. And when this happens to anyone, it happens to all of us. When I posted the story today with our video, Say Something, again, 
thousands of comments about this happened to me, I was punched in the belly, I was bitten, I got sutures, I was out of work for six years after having multiple spine surgeries when a patient attacked me. Administration did nothing, police did nothing. Um, I never got any money, nothing happened. This is exactly the problem. Let me read this um, this letter I got. So Z-Dog, one of these brave women was a dear friend of mine, um, Jen Golick. She was a brave, badass, brilliant woman who dedicated the last two decades of her life to helping others. She has helped people who are really on the edge and she was damn good at it. I'm heartbroken. First, that her life was taken in such a senseless manner. And second, that all those people whose lives she had yet to touch will never know the benefit of her guidance and her insight. And third, that her loved ones have lost this gracious yet sassy lady. She was one of a kind, not afraid to have that difficult conversation, hard as nails yet so genuinely thoughtful and kind. This is so many of our colleagues in healthcare, right? But this clearly was a special woman, still. She was hilarious in a very dark and twisty way as all the best people are. She was a San Francisco Giants fan and she ran in races almost every Sunday. She was a committed healthcare provider who joined the Pathway House in September and was incredibly excited about the opportunity to work with veterans affected by PTSD. Her Facebook and Instagram feeds are full of humor, wit, and pictures of her beautiful daughter. This morning in a conversation about this with one of my friends and coworkers, we discussed how vulnerable we are to someone coming in angry about a family member's care. As we know in critical care, which is what I do, it's quite often out of our control. We do everything we can, but often that's not enough. You've talked a lot about it, and I appreciate all the effort you've made and are continuing to make towards increasing awareness around the safety and well-being of healthcare providers. My hope is that Jen did not die in vain, that something meaningful will come of this. It has to, otherwise what are we doing this for? Thank you so much for that message because that pretty much encapsulates who this person was, who we've lost, who we are as a healthcare tribe and the struggle we have to, to, to overcome this idea that it is okay to do this to healthcare professionals. You couldn't do this anywhere else in society, but you can hit and punch and verbally abuse the people who are taking care of you. This is insane. And we need to do better to take care of mental illness. We need to do better to take care of the PTSD, to take care of our veterans who have served our country and come back and are abandoned. This is shameful. This is the end of our society as we know it if this is how we treat our most vulnerable heroes. This is the end and we cannot stand for it. We in the tribe of Healthcare ZPAC, you who are watching this show, you who are a part of the tribe, it is our voice that needs to be heard. It's our voice that needs to be amplified, that needs to help set policy, that needs to transform how we think about these issues, that needs to remember and celebrate our lost heroes, like these three women in Yauntville, and make sure we never forget what happens every day in this country to our frontline healthcare workers. Why do we use the term frontline? Because it is like a war out there. We are dealing with what society has not dealt with, with what our, 
our cowardly politicians sweep to the next election cycle, right? With what, which, with what everybody is afraid to talk about and deal with, it's us in healthcare. We're the ones who deal with it. And we usually do it with a smile on our face. We usually do it like Jen Golick did, with a dark and twisted sense of humor and yet a deep caring for our most vulnerable. Jen Gonzalez was 26 weeks pregnant when she was shot by Albert Wong. Okay? She, was, she went to work thinking, I'm going to do my job, which is helping people. One year after getting married, 26 weeks pregnant, and she lost her life. We should not ever accept that we can go into work and be killed doing what needs to be done. That is not acceptable. Society should not accept this. Law enforcement should not accept this. Our politicians should not accept this. How do we fix it? It isn't a magic answer. You don't throw money at one problem. You have to address all the causes of this. There is no one root cause. You have to fix our mental health system, which is broken. You have to fix the upstream social determinants of health, which requires shunting money from the medicalization of problems to the societal problems. It means we have to have better education, better training. All these things need to happen and we need to change the culture and the expectations around what you can and can't do in a healthcare setting to us. Let's read some comments. <clears throat> Very real issue, says Loretta Peterson. We're a rural community-based clinic in Virginia. The opioid problem was scary because it wasn't regulated for so long, not even a Utox. Now we're the bad guys for insisting on pain clinics and alternative treatments, add in PTSD, and we're trying to help so many with an antiquated system. That being said, we feel attacked constantly by the media and politicians for a soundbite. My husband is in law enforcement and he deals with it too. Sad times. Loretta, you pretty much summed it up. That's exactly, exactly, exactly right. All this crap rolls downhill to us because it's on our shoulders to bear this burden and it shouldn't be. Yes, we are there to help people. Yes, we will pick up the pieces because that's what we do. That's what we trained to do, right? That's what our elephants wanted to do and our elephants are so conditioned to just obey whatever authority is in place, to think that the path that it's walking on will never change and to feel like we don't have our voices heard. Well, guys, I'm promising you right now, this is a way for us to have our voices heard. Your comments here, your hitting share, your joining and getting friends to join this conversation and this tribe, that's what we're trying to do with all of this. I'm gonna go to a quick break that helps pay for Logan's diapers and we'll be right back with your comments. And we're back. Um, we're talking about the Yauntville tragedy, three heroic women who lost their lives taking care of veterans. Um, I mean, I. this is one of those stories that every time I see it, I'm not surprised and I'm devastated at the same time. And yet it's almost like when, you know, when uh, Sarah Blanchard, the army nurse whose uh, uh, co-worker lit her on fire, she had been warning her superiors up and down. And we did a show on that. And he then came and lit her on fire, even though she knew it was going to happen. Right? Um, um, the nurse in Utah who was uh, arrested for doing her job. The nurse in Delnor who was held hostage and raped and the media says nurse unharmed. 
This is how they treat us. And yet we go to work every day, whether we're sick, whether we're not sick, we show up and we take care of our most vulnerable people. That's what we do and we are thanked with this. Not okay. We can be the engine of change. We can be the voice that makes it better. But if we feel like we're not heard, it will never happen. I'm telling you now, we are heard, okay? People in power actually watch this dumb show and they listen to what we're saying. The press watches this show to get ideas on what to talk about. It is our voice that hasn't been heard, that will be heard, and we will control the narrative for a freaking change. ZPAC, tonight I want you to think about one thing you can do at your facility, your clinic, your practice that can make it safer for your coworkers and yourself. One thing you can do to set expectations with our patients that behavior that hurts us is not okay. One thing you can do in your next staff meeting to make sure our administrators and our frontline clinicians are working together to make this better. And one thing you can do with your local community center, with your politicians, et cetera, to come up with better solutions for the broader problems. We're so short-sighted, we're so divided by petty politics and our elephants are rubbing up against each other, hating each other for our beliefs. That's not how you build better change. We have to notice our commonalities, understand we're trying to get to a similar destination. We have different approaches, but we can get there. So think about those things, leave them in the comments, and then actualize them in your practice, even in the smallest way, and you can make an actual change, and that will honor the memory of these three women who were lost in Yonville. Guys, thank you for joining me tonight. Um, stay tuned hit share, share this video, have people come follow the page. We're almost at a million followers on Facebook. When that happens, I envision this magic tipping point where they are all gonna hear us. They are all gonna hear us, all of us. Keep it real, Z-Pack. We are out and stay safe. Hey, it's Dr. Z. Thanks for getting through the whole episode. That's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> and so at this point, I just got to ask you for a few favors because it just helps us so much if you leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It, it just really helps the algorithm to get this message out to others. The second thing is email me, hello at zdogmd.com. I get all these emails personally. I can't respond to them all, but I need to hear your voice because especially on podcast, we don't have a comment section. And I wanna hear how this episode affected you, what you'd like to hear in the future, what you think we got wrong, what we think we got right, anything, anything, or just say hi. So that's really powerful. And the third thing is, financially, it helps us a lot to support the show in any way you can. And if you go to zdogmd.com forward slash supporters, you can join our supporter tribe on your favorite platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. What that will get you on those platforms is live shows with me that are exclusive for supporters and access to our Zoom meetings where we talk about awakening realization and we share with each other our own experience. It's a powerful group effect. It's a community, really. And we support and love each other and share, again, through our own experience, how we're waking up. So, and that that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.